What's up, everyone? We are live at 5. It is Thursday, September 10th. I'm Paul Wontorek. And I'm Beth Stevens. And we are joined, as always, by Caitlin Moynihan. Hello. How are we doing today, ladies? Great. Beth, your How internet, are you? Your internet seems good today. A little better today. Hopefully. Yeah, a little better. It's so, Thursday, so that's exciting. It's Thursday, but we don't have uh, Summer Fridays anymore, so we will be here tomorrow as well. Remember, uh, but good thing um, you reminded me. <laughs> so yesterday, Beth, we, we found out all about this production of Godspell up in the Berkshires mm-hmm. because theater is actually happening, and we are we will continue that trend that topic today. Mm-hmm. Who do we have as a guest? Oh, uh, we are very lucky to have Matt Densky here from a production, a real live production of Fully Committed in mm-hmm. Connecticut. Yeah, and normally they do this show with like a cast of 30 playing all the characters, but he's just going to play all the characters. Not true. Not true. Uh, We will get to Matt, but first, let's do some news. Okay. We're going to start with the bummer news. We're just going to get it out of the way. I was was in the music. I was dancing in the music. We should have had sadder music. The music is upbeat. The news is not good at all. Dame Diana Rigg has died at the age of 82. There she is with her beret. Oh, and that's her at Broadway.com. That's her, her at Broadway.com. Yeah. I got to interview her and, of course, drink Prosecco with her because she loved her Prosecco. Let me tell you, you know Diana Rigg. You either know her as Emma Peel from The Avengers or you know her from Game of Thrones. Or Game you know of Thrones. Her. Game of Thrones. People were texting me. Non-theater people non-theater people, or if you're a little older, you might know her as, the, as one of the Bond girls. She was in um, on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Anyway, before all of that, Diana Rigg was a classically trained actress with the Royal Shakespeare Company. She's been on Broadway many, many times, was nominated for all of her appearances on Broadway, all four of them, I think, and won for playing Medea. And she was a dame, as I mentioned, an illustrious career. Now, when I got to interview her, I will say, of all of her many, many, many accomplishments, she told me she was proudest of her salmon fishing. She had a chalet, that's her word, in France, and she loved to fish for salmon. She was a wonderful, delightful person, and we're very sad to announce this news. Yes, but an icon who's lived a fantastic, fantastic life. So we got news about the Pulitzer Prize for drama. So this is an eligibility question um, about the 2021 prize for drama. Uh, Basically, because of the pandemic, they have decided, what did they decide exactly? That they will, they are including, eligible entries may include plays that were scheduled to be produced, but were postponed or canceled. So I guess they're considering the scripts of plays that didn't actually get produced, but were supposed to, right? Well, also, they're that's... looking at things that were and then online. online plays. Yes, that's right. Yeah, or you're jumping, you're, you're jumping, you're jumping, you're jumping my exciting news. No, on, me, so, so online plays, you know, the, obviously there's been a lot of theater happening uh, online. And so those plays will be eligible, which is exciting. Um, and this, and the dates are everything from January 1st, 2020 to December 31st, 2020. So there's still, so I guess if you do Beth, if you wrote a great play next And we put week, it right here, yes. And we do it right here, you could win a Pulitzer. So there's something to aim for. That's something to uh, work on, yeah. Yeah, we'll say, we'll, we'll, we'll get that done. Uh, so yeah, anyway, we'll see who, 
who wins. It's going to be interesting to see if some of the unusual entries uh, triumph. That's right. Okay, we're going to switch gears a little bit here. Brandon Victor Dixon, who can do no wrong, there he is. He's a Tony and Emmy nominee, as you know. He's acquired the rights to this new children's novel. Now, it's called The Magic in your in Changing Your Stars, and he's joined forces with Victoria Lang and Ryan Bogner, Broadway and Beyond Theatricals. They got the stage and film rights. This is a really wonderful novel. got great reviews. It just came out in April, and it's about an 11-year-old boy who wants to land. He's very shy, but he wants to be the scarecrow in his school production of The Wiz, and then it's sort of a time-traveling book that takes him back to Harlem in the 30s and, and forward and backward to be he's inspired by his grandfather and he learns about a lot of um, black history and black musical theater history and it's just a really inspiring book so look for it it might come to a stage or a screen near you soon so Brandon Victor Dixon is uh, branching out Beth you're telling me that this involves the whiz yes I knew I knew that would spark up your I'm in. there you go I'm in I'm in. Anything involving the Wiz, I'm in. Okay, so we found out the Broadway flea market and grand auction will be happening online because everything happens online, even flea markets. And, you know, flea markets are normally about walking around, smelling old things, deciding you need them in your home, but you won't be able to smell them. I actually just bought a copy of... I know, I don't know. I bought a copy (laughs) of Life magazine with a name on the cover. Did you see that on my Instagram? I did see that, yes. It's a great... I'm wearing a mask everywhere. I'm not smelling anything, so I don't know what you're Oh, it smells. It smells so good. Smell. Uh, it smells like the 60s. Um, <laughs> anyway, wow. so they're taking it online because of the COVID-19 pandemic. And what they're doing is this will all happen on September 20th. There will be a big auction on September 20th. But you can go on early on broadwaycares.org and do some silent bidding on some hot items. And, of course... All the money will go to those affected by HIV, AIDS, COVID-19, other critical illnesses. But some of the things that they're uh, they're auctioning off are like some, like, I think you can like do like a video with Sarah Jessica Parker, right? Is yeah, well, Zer- with a lot of people, right? Yeah, yeah. So, well, but yeah. Sarah Jessica Parker. And Matthew Broderick and John Benjamin Hickey and Jonathan Gropper and Peter's Ben Platt. Uh, opening night tickets to the Music Man, Plaza Suite. But yeah, so there'll be a big... Zoom room bidding battle at 5 p.m. on the twentieth. There are more than a hundred silent items. Uh, yes, yeah, so so go on the website, find out more. Last year, the event raised over eight hundred and seventy thousand dollars. So, yeah, get on for a good cause. Beth, yes. Do you have some history for us? Can we do? I today do. I was waiting Broadway? for you to say that. Yes. Did you want me to say today in Broadway? I did. I was waiting. (laughs) Let's do our favorite segment. Hit. Okay. What do you got, Beth? It was 20 years ago today, September 10th, 2000, that the original production of Cats on Broadway closed. What a dark night on Broadway. It was a dark night on Broadway. Broadway was forever changed. Now, of course, Cats was known for its tagline, now and forever. Broadway.com yes. was a mere four months old. Paul and I were there. Ben, and wait, I, just I remember being there, but was it your first time seeing Cats? No, you and I went. I went with, you took me to Cats earlier. I made you so go so see it, Cats before that. Okay. You did. So they announced it in, uh, I think, January for a, a closing, and then it got extended through September. It was supposed to close in April okay. or something, and it 
send it. Right, okay. Right. So of course you all know Cats, Andrew Lloyd Webber's musical based on T.S. Eliot's uh, Book of Old Possums, Book of Practical Cats, directed by Trevor Nunn, choreographed by Julianne Lynn. You know that. Okay. And you know the first Grisabella was Betty Buckley. I don't even need to tell you these things because there she is. There's Betty Lynn Buckley. But the last performance of Cats was a big deal. It had run for 18 years. That's 15 previews and 7,485 performances. At that time, it was the longest running Broadway show and it kept that position for six more years until Phantom took it over. Right now, today, it's the fourth longest running show. Wicked is right on the tail though. Like in a year and a half, Wicked's gonna get into that fourth spot. Now, as I said, you and I were there, Paul. Yes. And because I just moved, as you can tell from my background, but it's different now. I have yeah. unearthed a lot of my treasures, and I yeah. have the final <gasps> uh, playbill. But the two, wait, get it really close. Beth, Can you I have see a it? question. Does it smell like the like two thousand? It smells or? like two thousand, Paul. It, smells, ah. it doesn't. It doesn't. But what this is a special uh, playbill that was a commemorative playbill that they. That's why I kept it because commemorate. The cat's crying. The cat's the, the, yeah. crying. Is that yeah, Grisabella? I don't know. Who is that? Who? It's just the logo. I don't. Well, they're the dancers. You know the whole spiel. But the dancer and the yeah. I'm gonna. I want to just like bring you into this. Uh, and we've got Matt waiting. I'm not gonna go on too long. But this was a six o'clock performance. There were all of these speeches by luminaries. Uh, Jerry Schoenfeld, who was the head of the Schubert organization at the time, Angela Weber, Trevor Nunn, Cameron McIntosh, the producer, and then party toward their sixty, which is Kelsey Pierce, and there were fireworks. Right, it was a big oh. deal. It was a big deal, and then they announced they had already announced Mamma Mia was the next uh, show at the Winter yeah. Garden Theater. I want to mention one more thing before we go. There's one actress who had her entire run in Cats for 18 years, and that's Marlena Danielle. Marlena Danielle. There she is. There she Marlena is. Danielle. And there she is as Bombalarina, which is what she played in the final performance. So there you go, Linda Balgord. By the way, was the final Grisabella. Yeah. I have a lot of cat. There she is. Yeah. There she is with uh, who's she with there? Do you know who she's with? She's with Sharon Wheatley, who you might know from Come From Away. And yeah, Sharon yeah. Wheatley at the time was Jenny Annie Dots, which you probably can tell from the, from wow. the, you know, the makeup. There you, you know, go. One of, one of my cherished possessions is I got a photo with some of those cats in costume, but I don't, I didn't prepare it. I would have brought it. Oh, well, you could have dressed as, you know, Rum Tum Tugger, and we really could have had a real party. Anyway, nope. that's our that's our day in history. We have to bring our very talented guest in. We're talking about cat. We can't. We Beth and I, Beth loves to go on tangents about cats. I went on she and does on. does it all I'm the sorry. time. She Constantly. just loves cats. She knows all about all their relationships, who slept yeah. with who, all totally. that stuff. Hey, Caitlin, <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> He's dying. <laughs> I you love cats. cats. We all love I cats. Like cats. Paul, you, uh, after, after we saw the Cats movie, you put cat ears on my desk. Do you remember that? And I wore them. Remember all the when we used to work at an office? No, um, years ago. Years ago. Years ago. Anyway. Amazing. <laughs> well, anyway. let me tell everybody about today's guest, okay? Please, please. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in for this super fun episode of Live at Five Home Edition, live right here on Facebook and YouTube. And as we said before, guys, today we have actor Matt Densky here with us. He is gearing up to start in the equity-approved indoor production of the solo show, 
fully committed at the Music Theater of Connecticut. This is, you know, yesterday we talked about how Godspell is happening. We love hearing how theater is happening during these times. You guys may know him. He was recently seen on the Wicked National Tour right before everything shut down. And he also was in the National Tour of How the Grinch Stole Christmas. You guys can follow him on social at Matt Doesn't Insta on Instagram and leave all of your questions in the comments below. Everyone, please welcome Matt and Paul. Hello, Matt Dunsky. How, How are you doing? You? I'm so good. So I've got a funny little anecdote about the cats closing performance. Oh my God. I was obsessed with cats at that age and because we couldn't get a ticket to the final show, I uh-huh. saw it the week before it closed. Oh. And then we went to Broadway on Broadway that day. And mm-hmm. my mom took me to the stage door to get Marlena's autograph before the performance. Marlena so, Danielle. We were on the same block, Matt Dunsky. We, 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 we could have met way back then, 20 years ago. Sure could have. But look at that. And did you even realize that it was the 20th anniversary today? I had forgotten, just... but I guess I was there. So, you know. And, and you know what? Look at you now. One of look the few. Now. <laughs> now you are an equity actor and you are approved to go on stage tomorrow night. Right? Tomorrow night is your first performance. You're at the Music Theater of Connecticut, which is a theater that you have a history with. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're doing Fully Committed, which is a really fantastic solo play, but also, I would say, really difficult solo play. This is not an easy role. And I love, you know, it's so interesting. I talk to actors who are kind of like, you know, out of, they're like saying, like, I'm out of practice. I'm not like doing my craft right now, but you're doing it like full out. This is like a really challenging role. Yeah. So are, are you ready to go on tomorrow? I think I'm ready. It's, um, you know, it's like, I call I call like learning shows like this because I did the Santa Land Diaries here. Um, yeah, I saw that. New yeah. Year's Real, which is a similar show, but it's more like specific monologues about specific things. And this right. is like so all over the place. Um, if you guys don't know the show, it's about an actor, an out of work actor named Sam that um, finds himself kind of answering all of the phones at this like swanky Upper East Side restaurant and talking yeah. like 39 different people, but they're all him. So I do Sam and then I do everybody else. So and there it- are a lot of, a lot of New York characters d- desperate okay. to get a table because they all want to dine really close to each other in an enclosed area for some reason. It's a history piece. I know. And sure. um, it's, it's a period It's a period piece right now. And they're all desperate to get a table. And you're the holder of everything that they I'm want. The keeper. Yes. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's great. So it's totally different than Santa Land in that it's not – learning it, it was not nearly as, like, linear. Um, so yeah. I definitely mm-hmm. kind of had to, like, marinate it for a couple weeks there. But it's been, like, such a great – like fun challenge and Kevin the director has been so awesome and just like letting me play and figure out what I want to do with everybody and the voices so it's been great so obviously uh you know we were talking yesterday about Godspell and that that's a not a big cast but it's a cast of people this you're by yourself mm-hmm. that that makes things a little easier you don't have to cut the kisses there's no kisses Correct. in in uh fully committed um but I get, but talk a little bit about the rehearsal. Obviously you and your director have to be careful. What, what, talk about sort of the overall process and what it meant for you to be rehearsing this show right now. 
Um, it's been super easy, to be honest, kind of. I mean, we've been really stringent about, you know, temperature checks. Everybody working on the production has to get COVID tests every week. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we've, everything is sanitized and there's sanitizer everywhere. But um, yeah, I mean, we've we've been rehearsing in a social distance way. Um, sure. and it's been super easy just being me because I just worry about myself. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's yeah. been it's been pretty chill, which has been nice. It's, it seems like uh, solo plays will become a popular thing in the in the coming year. I'll bet we'll get to see all of our favorite solo plays get get great productions. <laughs> Absolutely. But, but, the, but the theater they they I saw um, on the theater's website that uh, they describe there's a six foot splash zone between <laughs> I love that between you and the audience, Correct. which I, I don't think that means that you are known for your splashing. I think. Yeah. It is a, it is a term of caution. It is that these seats are a little closer than the other seats, depending on your level of comfortability. Got uh, it. But they but they sort of like zoned off different areas in in the audience, right? Yeah. So they removed seats. They moved seats to you know kind of make them more social distance accessible. Everything's been super careful. The set was designed in a way that I'm like very far upstage, mm-hmm. so I'm not really close to any. So it's been, you know, it's definitely, and, and having done a couple productions here, like I can see that they've definitely like taken the effort to make this okay for people to come to. Yeah, yeah, cool. And and the audience will wear masks. Mm-hmm. So you'll be looking at, you will be looking at an audience of masks. That might be interesting. Trying to see if they're laughing or not. <laughs> right. That's right. It's a comedy. We'll laugh loud. Um no, but I mean, what I think is so great too is that we've got, I think we're selling under 25 live tickets um, to the, the performance in person because Connecticut is still in phase two. But then we have over 80 virtual tickets for each performance. So if people are not ready to, you know, come out and see a show in person yet, they have the opportunity to view it live every single night, um, which Amazing. I think is awesome because that's what I think. To make theater happen right now, we ha- kind of have to do. <laughs> so, Cool. Um, and also, if you have uh, friends and relatives that aren't in the area, they can all get to see you do this. Yeah, for sure. So it's... it's so yeah. you, go, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, say, you, you talk. No, it's just, it's like a weird double-edged sword because we get to do, you know, it's so amazing to be back in rehearsal. Like I said to my director the other day, I was like, we're getting to do this again. Like I missed how amazing this is um but yeah. on, you know, on the flip side the people that aren't ready to come to the show to a show yet or you know relatives that are are not anywhere near right now can tune in so yeah so what's what have the last six i know you were in wicked you were in the mm-hmm. national tour of wicked uh in the ensemble and covering bach right mm-hmm. yeah. um and you were in wisconsin in madison wisconsin you told sure. us before we went live so what have what was the you know that's strange you're you're in a gig you're doing a gig it's a big show wicked is a very you know otherworldly kind of show very large show uh, and then you just sort of like packed your bags and what went home to New York and you've been what what have the last six months been like it's weird <laughs> it's it's super weird and we all you know I I think what was so weird at the beginning was that none of us you know anywhere knew how long this was going to go on for. So I think that was 
the initial anxiety of like not knowing when we were going to come back was, was like the first couple of months. And then when we kind of realized it's like going to be a second, that was kind of something to embrace. Um, no, but we, we, um, my husband and I went to my parents' house in Connecticut for like four and a half months and then we moved back. And so, you know, it's been weird. It's, it, it's been cool because I think everybody was in that, you know, we were all in this for a couple of months and not knowing what to do. And I think it's so amazing just to see, you know, to see live shows come back, be it indoors or outdoors, to see people being so creative with virtual stuff. And it's just so cool to see everybody kind of take the morning period together and then go, okay, what can we do next? Cause we, we can't let this go away. So right. what about, have you seen, what about, you know, you're a young rising actor starting to get a lot of work. Um, you have a lot of friends who are performers, I'm sure. Some people have left New York City. You know, some people are, um, I've, some people become real estate agents. You know, I've, I've seen all sorts of stories happen. Um, have you, what's it been like watching your community of friends and, and from probably from school, you went to, you went to a big acting school, right? You went to University of Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so what, have you experienced that? What, what, what do you think people's mindsets, you know, are at people? Because, you know, you're just on the verge of like making this a career. And, and you, I'm sure you know a lot of people who are sort of right at that point. Yeah, it's, it's been, I think everybody has taken this. So, you know, you have to, you, you have to deal with this, how, how you're going to deal with this. And if people, yeah. you know, if being in the city and seeing the Marquis dark is like, tough for people and they need to get the heck out of the cities. And if, if that's going to be what's going to make you healthy in here, then, then go, then, you know, then right. go do, we all have other things that we could be doing, but we just sure. need to perform. And if, if the opportunities aren't necessarily in New York at the moment, or if they're just starting to come back, it's a tricky place to be right now. It's a really expensive place to be right now. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I, I say, everybody, do do what's going to make you happy right now, because that's what we need with all this crazy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Take care of yourself. Everybody needs to take care of themselves and make sure that they're all on the right the right path. Um, so you grew up in Connecticut. So mm-hmm. and obviously, you know, you were at the stage door of Cats yes, 20 years sure. ago today. So <laughs> I'm assuming you got to see a lot of Broadway, probably like me. I grew up in Connecticut, too. I took the Metro North to Broadway all the time. So is that sort of how you were exposed to it? Your parents took you? Yeah, so we, was, my first Broadway show was the original Broadway cast of Beauty and the Beast. Um, nice. January of 95, I think, before they okay. all went to LA. Um, uh-huh. And I just like, I, I don't know, my mom always says, I she was like, it was amazing, but I was watching you watch Beauty and the Beast the entire time because I was just like this. Um, <laughs> you know, and then we would go in like every year to see something. And then when I got a little older, I was like, we gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go. So I remember like, you know, doing the wedding singer rush like four times during high school and like uh-huh. all of that stuff. So that was fun. It was nice to be so close to the city growing yeah. up and then kind of go away to school and just focus on that and sure. know what the city was like. You know, I had so many friends that had never even been to New York before we graduated. So it was just, you know, it was nice to know the city before before making the big leap. <laughs> you know, when you play, you've gone on as Bach on tour, right? Yeah. 
And you get to sing my favorite lyric ever in any musical. Uh, Nessa, I've got something to confess. That's like uh, a, a confess. You know, you can sing it. if Yeah, you can sing it if you want. Um, people, everybody, everybody loves The Wicked. Uh, was was Wicked sort of a, a dream show to get to be a part of? It was. I well, it is. Um, yeah, I was. Yeah. I was in callbacks for Wicked for like eight and a half years, um, and I just kept like beating down the door and hoping it was going to work out. And I remember the day I got the call, I was like, "Oh my god, this is like <laughs> literally a dream coming true." Um, and it's it is a it's a dream come true to do it. You know, to do it eight shows a week. Eight shows a week is a tough schedule, but it's like so easy when you're you know looking around and you're like there's a goat on stage <laughs> and like I'm wearing a freaking like crazy sleeve and have red hair and it's just like amazing so I miss it we all miss it so, so much yeah um are there any amazing you know a lot of times the cast from the tours end up coming to New York and, and to Broadway are there some great witches that we need to be paying attention to are some, we- like our witches are like top notch right now. Um, Miss Talia Seskauer as Elphaba is just, she is to be watched, y'all. That voice, if you have not looked out for her, she is fab. Allison Bailey's Glinda is fab. Everybody's so good right now. So cool. I'm going to follow them on the social medias. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to start, I'm going to, I'm going to get caught up. I'm going to get caught up. Yes. I like, I like the, the touring witches. The touring witches you have to pay attention to. Because, you know, they're going to end up taking things on. It's true. <laughs> Those powerhouses on the road. <laughs> uh, hey, Caitlin, will you come back in? And... Are you coming? Are you coming? Uh, I, I hi. coming. I want to do our little fan questions video. Oh, but... sorry. Let's do some <laughs> fan questions. I was waiting for you to be like, fan question. Sorry, I was like, you were, I was looking at you. I didn't know what you were wanting to do. I'm sorry, I forgot the script. I forgot. It's okay. All right, yes, we're going to get to some fun fan questions. And Peter wants to know, how did you get involved with Fully Committed? Like, how did this come to you? Were you ever initially initially nervous about doing it during these times? How this all happened? Well, wait, um, let, let me just be clear. You've done, like, you were in End of the Rainbow. I love that they did End of the Rainbow at that theater. Who'd you play in End of the Rainbow? I played, like, everybody else. They're, like, the three I love that. That's the, play that the, that's the play that the Judy Garland movie was based on. Everybody. Yes. And Colin who was Lucy in the Jekyll and Hyde DVD, who I'm obsessed with, was Judy. And, like, oh we not amazing. So, we so hit it off. And it was, like, the gayest, most wonderful thing in the world. <laughs> and then you did 39 Steps and you did Santa Land Diaries there. So you are a vet yes. of the theater. Yeah. So did they just come to you and say, what would you like to do next? Well, we, well, we, we had a chit chat about it. But at that point, you know, the we weren't sure if the state was going to say okay, if, if equity was going to say okay. So mm. until we got the green light, it was, you know, we got the green light very, very quickly before rehearsals started. So it was a lot of kind of scrambling to really learn the show. Um, Yeah, they're great here. If you, you know, if you're close to, if you're in New York and close, just like come, because it's a really great place to work. Did you get to see Jesse Tyler Ferguson do it on Broadway? I did. And he was just delicious. So it was, you know, kind of fun to remember what he did and then go from there. (laughs) 
you, I'm sure this might change a lot, but do you have a favorite character? Because you get to do all kinds of people. I do. I like to do Bunny Vandevere. She's, um, to me, in my head. So the way that I kind of like do do the voices and play all these different characters is I have to know who I'm doing in my head. So to me, Bunny Vandiver is like played by Christine Baranski. So oh, okay, cool. You know, Love so it very much like this. Um, so that's fun. Carol Ann Rosenstein Fishburne to me is Tova. So um, you know, it's <laughs> kind of fun to like play with the cadence because I'm like hearing other people do them. <laughs> I love that. I love it. That is so good. Okay, next question. So Jenny wants to know, do you feel like there's pressure in the fact that you're one of the few people getting equity approval to perform in front of people? Um, Like, does that ever come up to you? Yeah, there's definitely pressure, not like bad pressure, but like, you know, we are being very responsible and trying to, you know, we're trying to do this and show people that can be done. Done because I, you know, I've, I've said I've, I'll repeat myself um, from from conversations I've had with friends, but like you know, we're doing this for twenty five people inside right now. Like we've got to start with 12 before we can get to twenty five hundred again. So mm. you know, we're yeah. trying to do this right so that it goes well. Um, I love it. I love it. Okay, Eleanor wants to know what are you most looking forward to opening night. Um. What I'm, I, to be honest, I'm like really excited to have an audience and to hear laughter. We've, we've obviously, you know, with our, with our rules right now, we've really just been able to have the immediate artistic team in the room. So I'm excited to see where the laughs are. That's what I'm most about. <laughs> awesome. So you start tomorrow and it's running what through the 27th mm-hmm. of September. And people, like you said, people can watch it from home. They can buy a ticket and watch it from home live, right? Every night it's like live. Every night it's live stream HD, baby. I love that. Or you can go and you'll be safe. There's plenty of space. There's hand sanitizers mm-hmm. everywhere, I hear. Uh, so awesome. Congratulations, Matt. So nice to meet you. Thank you. You too. Thanks for having me. This is so fun. Of course. I hope you have a fantastic run. And we can't wait to see you back in Oz one yeah. day. Someday, somewhere over the rainbow. (laughs) Amazing. Caitlin, why don't you take us out? Yes. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today for another very fun episode of the Lab at Five Home Edition. You can follow along wherever you get your podcasts by searching for hashtag Lab at Five and hitting that subscribe button. Be sure to tune in tomorrow. We talk to Emma Kingston and Waylon Jacobs, who are starring in yet another actual in-person production of the last five years, but this is happening in London. Taking us out today is one of my absolute favorite Broadway.com vlog moments that have ever happened of Leslie Kritzer's Deo Beetlejuice vlog having just a nice little cat's moment. I don't like it. You wanna die?